Hey guys, welcome to Lucas's Let's Learn Some Latin podcast. So today we'll be talking about Dionysus. But first, I had a question. How did Dionysus' stories affect culture in the ancient world and today? So I searched deep through the World Wide Web to answer this very question. So first off, let's have some background knowledge. Dionysus is the god of wine, fertility, arts, and last but not least, madness. His symbols are grapes, ivy, leopards, and his pinecone staff. But anyways, Dionysus has a strange birth story. He has a son of Thebian princess Semele and Zeus, the god of the sky and the king of the gods. But Zeus fell deeply in love with this princess, and she got pregnant with their baby. But there is a problem here. Zeus is already married to the goddess Hera. So Hera disguised herself as a wise old woman and convinced Semele that this Zeus was probably an imposter and that there was no proof that he was the Zeus. But Zeus loved her so much that he made a promise on the river Styx that he would grant her any wish. So she asked him if he was the real Zeus. And of course he knew what would happen and tried to convince her not to make that wish, but her mind was set. So he did as she wished and showed himself in full godly form, which in result burnt her to a crisp. Oh, a hue. But their child was still alive. So Zeus stitched him into his thigh. I don't know why he chose his thigh, but you know, it's not that important. So Zeus let him grow until he was able to live on his own. So Zeus gave him immortality, making him the only god with a mortal parent. But Hera wasn't done just yet. So she sent titans to rip Dionysus to pieces, and that's what they did. But Rhea, you know, another goddess, brought him back to life, and Zeus sent him to a remote place where he could be raised safely by nymphs. So that's why he's said to be twice born. So let me tell you some stories about our man Dionysus. So Dionysus is pictured throughout mythology as a very womanish but handsome young man, or an older, scruffyish man. So our first story starts in Greece, and Dionysus is on a shoreline on a walk in his purple robes, and he looks like a prince. And pirates kidnapped him and put them on their ship. And these pirates tried tying him to their mast on the ship, but his hands always loosened and the rope slipped off every single time. And only one pirate noticed his godly presence and believed that he was a god and they should beg for mercy and release him. But the other sailors were like, no, he's just good at getting loose. But this is when the ship stopped moving. The water around the ship was still moving, but not the ship. And rivers of wine came down the sails. Thick vines grew around the ship and over the wheel and the oars, sprouting big white flowers. And then suddenly, the young man was gone. And in his place, a huge lion. And on the other side of a ship, a huge bear. And those animals killed anything in their way. The sailors, who had at least a few brain cells, jumped off and returned into dolphins. The only sailor to survive was the one who noticed his godly presence and said to let this young prince go. And Dionysus spared his life. And that's why dolphins are said to be so close to humans. Another story is, Dionysus showed up in his hometown of Thebes. When King Pentheus refuses to recognize Dionysus as a god. And Dionysus just goes mad and makes these women in the town go crazy and become a part of his cult. And run out into the woods of Mount Scytheron. And King Pentheus noticed this and tried to lock Dionysus in a dungeon. But he simply just destroyed the dungeon. And then Dionysus convinces King Pentheus to dress like a woman, climb a tree, and spy on these crazy people. This worked out pretty terribly for Pentheus. When his madden mom spots him and thinks he's a lion, she leads the rest of these women to rip Pentheus limb from limb, causing him to die a terrible death. This shows the effect that Dionysus had on people 
easily making them go crazy and leading them to kill their own king. So another little thing is, Dionysus fell deeply in love with a woman named Adrian. And when Adrian died, Dionysus was said to have put the crown that he gave her in the sky, and it formed a constellation called Corona Borealis, which means Northern Crown. But the interesting thing is, it's still one of the 88 modern constellations. The brightest stars in this constellation form an arc that look like a crown, which explains the name. Thanks to Dionysus, this constellation was formed. There was also a festival called Great Dionysia, which was thrown in honor of Dionysus. In this festival, all of Athens' people, slaves, women, men, and children alike, all came together and watched many plays of comedies and tragedies. This was an annual event which was held around March and 5th century BCE. They also had built a theater called the Theater of Dionysus to hold this festival. And the theater could sit up to 17,000 people for this special event. But Dionysus still has cultural effects today. You can see his name in literature like the Percy Jackson series. You can also see statues of him in many museums, including the Louvre in Paris. There are actually lots of little statues of him on Amazon that you can buy for yourself. And of course, wine is a very popular adult beverage. And those are just a few ways that Dionysus has affected culture in ancient times and today. And that's all for this episode of Lucas's Let's Learn Some Latin podcast. Thanks for listening.